Welcome back to the Sudish Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the king's son of the area of Assam was getting together items to deliver to Guru Gobind Singh. He had a desire to go see the Guru after hearing the story of his origin from his mother. Chapter 22 now begins describing how the kid took his wise mother along with many carts and he set down the path in great faith towards Nandpur to see the Guru. In his pure and wise intellect, he had this excitement arise to see the Guru thinking that, Oh, when will I obtain the darshan, the divine sight of the Guru? A great love arose within his heart. He was thinking, When will I bow down and sit at the Guru's feet, listening to the Guru's wise and entertaining words? When will my eyes, which are like partridge birds, stare at the moon-like radiant face of Guru Gobind Singh? When will my ears hear the great blissful words the Guru is saying, which are like Amrit? While sitting, walking, and traveling, he had all of these thoughts in his mind. He was so delighted hearing the praise of the Guru. Slowly and slowly they traveled. They understood it to be a very far journey, so they were pacing themselves with his group of men. He would give them rest. When he would meet anybody on the path, he would ask them if they were from Punjab. He would say, how is the Guru doing? Tell me about him. They would say to him, the Guru is residing in Anandpur. Thousands of congregations are coming there to see the Guru, to obtain the Guru's divine sight. Daily, he would set off from that area after resting for the night, and he would continue on passing through and crossing over many different rivers. They would leave behind villages and cities as well after seeing them, all on the path towards Anandpur. They crossed over the river, the Ganges, the Ganga, the Yamuna rivers as well, the rivers by bathing in one's fear of death does not remain. And in traveling and traveling, Anandpur then came close. The king's son was so delighted, he brought all the very strong horses with him along with that elephant which was so strong, together with his fine battalion of warriors who were slowly traveling down the path with him. They saw the river Asatluj now, along with the high mountains of Nanadevi. Seeing the delightful area, they arrived in the city of Anandpur, which was shadowed in such beauty. They had set up their tents, and they had arranged their encampment. They sent news of their arrival, sending messengers, which arrived at the doors of the Guru, and they said, The king of Assam's son has arrived with a desire to obtain the Guru's darshan, divine sight, with great love and faith. The gatekeeper, the guard, then went to the presence of the Guru and relayed this, supplication, this request with great care. The plume-wearing Guru heard this and proclaimed, Send them the great food from the Guru's kitchen. Provide them all the grass, grains, sugar and butter so their strong horses and large elephants are well fed. So the guard told the Masans this, and when they heard of it, they all prepared these supplies. The Ardasya six then went to the king's son and gave them all of these items in the appropriate manner. In all ways, they obtained what they needed, and they were in great comfort. Everybody in the encampment was praising the Guru. Whatever they needed was provided to them in great haste. They all slept well through the night. The next morning, they quickly arose and bathed. The king's son had such a desire in his heart. He sent an attendant to the Guru's door, who said, The king's son has a desire to obtain your great darshan. Having barely slept with his desire to meet you, he has come into your sanctuary. The plume-wearing Guru heard this and called them close by telling them, In the third phase of the day, ready yourself and come sit into the court. There will deliver darshan. At that time, come and fulfill your desire. Your life will be saved if you do this with great love. The attendant 
then went and told the king's son, his lotus-like mouth blossomed. He was delighted. He told his men to adorn the elephant after washing it to bring out its fine color. The elephant was then adorned with incredible velvet fabric embroidered in gold thread which was flapping. It had decorative gold flowers on it. On the elephant's head there were these frills which were dangling. They were embroidered with gold thread as well. And around other parts of the elephant there were draped pearl necklaces. The elephant's head was bright white color, it was shining, and the rest of the elephant was dark black. Just like the elephant's stature, so too did the tusks look wondrous as well. They had placed on them these beautiful gold bangles. They had crafted silver chains as well, which were placed around the four feet of the elephant. In the same way, they prepped all the horses with stunning gold-threaded fabric and saddles. He had the Panchkala Shastra ready, this weapon with five attributes, and the seat as well with the board game in it, along with the large flasks to drink from, which looked glorious. Gold bracelets embedded with diamonds were brought along as well with fabrics of many types. All these items were readied and would be offered to the exalted guru with clasped hands. The ministers in the army were strapped and looked impressive, adorned with the finest and most expensive uniforms and weapons, which all came at a great cost. And in this way they prepped and when the third phase of the day came, so this is in the afternoon, and Ardasiasa came to the king's son and said, The Guru is now in the court. The house of virtue, the Guru appears like the moon amongst the six who appear as stars. He is seated there for people to obtain the pure darshan. All the congregation is there obtaining their desires. So the king's son named Ratanara, he heard this, and he was so excited. He told all his men to bring all these items. They got all the clothes, the vast amounts of jewelry ready as well. They were taking all of these items on trays. They placed all the other items in front. And Ratanarai, the king's son, he was traveling behind uh, with bare feet as a sign of respect. He had all his men and warriors with him as well in this large group. They were all traveling together. When they got to the door of the court, they clasped their hands and bowed down before coming inside. They walked in with a lowered head, and with great love, they recited Vaheguru. From far, he saw the form of the Guru, sitting there like a radiant moon. The Guru's Kalgi plume was flapping, the pearls were sparkling, the diamonds on the tiara, the jiga, on the dastar were glistening. The whisk being waved over the Guru's head was being waved over and over again. And sitting there amongst the congregation, the Guru looked glorious. Just like the compassionate Vishnu sitting amongst the Devtas, the Guru, the treasure trove of wisdom, was greatly illuminating. Quickly, the king's son, Ratanarai, headed forward, and he placed his head at the feet of the Guru. He had no power to lift his head at this point, he just remained there. The Guru looked graciously upon Ratanarai and said, O king, get up! You have redeemed yourself in both worlds. Accepting the words of the Guru, he lifted his head, and he sat in front of the Guru, the love for the Guru was just swelling up inside Ratanarai. The exalted Guru asked how he was, and the king responded to the Guru. And then the minister clasped his hands and said, The elder Guru, Guru Teg Bahadur, came to this area of Assam at some point, in meeting with King Ram, Ratanarai's father, who requested at that time that he had tried many things, but he was unable to have a son. So he asked, he said, Please bless me with a son, someone to lord over the kingdom. The Guru was gracious and put a stamp, a mark on him, and a son was born. Celebrations sounded off. This mark is on Ratanarai's head as well, and he saw it in a mirror. 
The whole story was told to him by his mother, and he was amazed and wanted to come obtain your darshan. So the minister said this, and then they got together all the offerings, and one by one they took them out and told the guru about them. First they brought out that rare elephant, which was one of a kind in this world. Then they brought those five horses forward, which had gold, embroidered saddles and fabric on them. The weapons, the jewelry and clothes were all brought out. The weapons specifically were placed in front of the guru who was so delighted when seeing how great they were. The Ardasya performed in Ardas a supplication on behalf of the guru that Ratanrai be granted with such bliss in his life. Taking the blessings, the happiness from the guru, Ratanrai was in bliss. And obtaining the darshan of the guru, he held on to such delight. Then the guru began to ask Ratanrai about the stories from Assam, from that area out east. And with his ministers, Ratanrai addressed the guru according to his interest. And they sat there for about two hours with Ratanrai and the guru enjoying themselves very much. He was talking so much about the virtues and the qualities of the elephant. Ratanrai was saying, we've trained this elephant very much, so he listens. Do whatever you desire to do with it. Look at it every day, test it, play with it. And this great chestlet here, this panchkala, in the battlefield it can do many things. It can be a spear, a punch dagger, a sword, a gun. It can do whatever you desire in the rage of warfare. Whatever tactic you need from it, it can fulfill that and kill the enemy. No one would be able to be spared from this weapon. And this rare, amazing seat I have made for you as well. Tomorrow you can try it out. And with great effort I collected these items for you. Providing whatever money the sellers requested from far off lands, I would hear of these items and I desire to get them to offer it to you. I am forever the servant of the Guru's house. Please bless me with Sikhi. I have heard of your great importance and glory. It has given rise to great love in my heart. O oh, exalted Guru, the giver of all, please bless me with liberation. Understand me as yours. Grab hold of my arm. Please bestow me with your Chalan Amrit. So side note here, this is the initiation ceremony prior to Khande Dipol. The Paul hold the water blessed from the Khanda, the sword. This water which is drank is blessed by the Chalan, the lotus-like feet of the Guru, where the Guru ceremonially dips his toe into the water. So listening to this request, the true Guru was delighted and understood the great offerings that Ratanarai had brought with him. He had seen the love in which Ratanarai had brought all of these and offered them, and thus removed the pains of life and death from Ratanarai. The king then bowed down and left, and seeing how genuine and glorious the Guru was, he was so pleased. The Guru then handed over the elephant and the horses to the Guru's servants, who instructed them, Give the horses and elephants all their feed, whatever they need. This is how chapter 22 ends. In the next chapter, we'll hear more about the gifts given by Ratanai to the Guru and how he is enjoying them. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.